Hey guys, before we get going this week, we wanted to let you know that we were guests on this other awesome podcast called Escape This Podcast. Yeah, it's like a live play tabletop podcast, except it's all about puzzle rooms and escape rooms. Exactly. So if you like hearing us not being able to solve puzzles, which is a lot of our show, (laughs) we went over to their show and did a whole episode based around that. Yeah. It should be out right now. If you're hearing this on the day of the actual episode release, search Escape This Podcast, and we should be the latest episode coming out on, uh, I think, Wednesday August 15th? Yeah, I believe so. Check that out. Yeah. And listen to that show. The show is great. And with that... On with the show. On with our show. I think I'm going to have to walk around and make some cash. Oh, yeah. I found another town that has newer stuff in it. Newer, better stuff? Yeah. Does this place have two levels of magic shop? Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, Season 3, Episode 8. It is Episode 8. It is. We have just seen Locke's backstory where he... He basically put a girl in a coma. Yeah. He... <laughs> <laughs> and now he's very guilty about it. Yeah. We're on the quest to find Terra, who has uh, had Turned an into a weird purple monster and flown away mm-hmm. as a beaming sparkle of light. Yeah, the, the ray of hope that flies out of Pandora's box, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. That's exactly that's what, what she is. is, and that's where she's going. Where is she go- like where does she even think that she's going? She I just- don't think she knows. I think she's just like, "Ah," and she's just like flying away, you know. We'll get a phone call in like a week and she'll be like, "I'm in Vegas. I don't know how I got here." <laughs> <laughs> that's it. that's going to be in an upcoming episode. We're entering a part of the game that I'm super excited to go back over. Yeah, me all, too. All of this stuff is so great. This is some of the best part of some of my favorite parts of the game. Some of the most memorable parts. Yeah, if you've played the game before, you know what we're talking about mm-hmm. and right now we're exploring the world kind of randomly a little bit yeah well it's like you know we took the castle from one side of the mountains to the other so mm-hmm. like the part of the world we're exploring now was like blocked by mountains before and yeah. now we're in like a new continent for the beginning of this episode i'm doing a lot of grinding like i'm following this rule where every time i'm walking to a new town i'll use up all of my resources and health points yeah at, so, before i go in so it's a bit more of like a us just kind of hanging out mm-hmm. while we're left And this way we can avoid, like, staying up until 10 a.m. and yelling at each other. That's part of the idea. (laughs) We go out on a peninsula and we find a really large building. Yeah. So let's, so take it away. (laughs) We're in an opera house. We're, oh, it's closed. closed. (laughs) Okay. Is that all that's over there? An opera house in the middle of a peninsula? Yeah, it must be a real nice place way down at the end of a peninsula. Yeah. I think there's also something cool about, like, having a relationship with an animal that could kill you. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, the idea of, like, a huge dog is, like, appealing. Right. Because also it's, like, it could kill other things in protection of you. But at that point, it's, like, my fantasy is, like, what if I was, like, friends with a mountain lion? (laughs) You know? but, But this, like, actually will hang with you. Whereas a mountain lion, you just can't convince to actually like chill in your bed and then also only go after. No, it wouldn't be in my house. The robbers. It would be like in my yard or whatever, and I would come out and I would and I would sit down, and the mountain lion, if it were done hunting or whatever, would come be near. Right, me. be hang hang near you. Yeah. 
And I would look at it, and it would look at me, and then we would look away from each other. Well, that's like that it's movie Roar. Respect that we watched. Yeah, I wouldn't do Roar. I wouldn't be like, what if I just had as many tigers as possible in as small a space as possible? If you guys haven't seen the movie Roar from the 70s, this is one of the craziest things anybody's ever done. Yeah. It's a movie shot with, like, 40 lions, and the lions are just destroying everybody, and all the actors are terrified, and they made a movie out of it. With absolutely lions, no safety precautions. Right? Fucking oh god. god. It was lions and tigers. It's a goddamn that nightmare, so that movie. Amazing. I think that's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, I think they tried to have a story, but the premise basically becomes like people are near lots of lions. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a fucked up, incredible movie. It's short. Short and it's never not terrifying, and I strongly recommend that people go watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's every scene, it's like, like no one can get a word out. They just can't get through a scene. They're trying to have scenes that are like someone going like, oh, hi, I'm glad you made it. How have you been? Oh, God. What? <laughs> and then they're just running. Yeah. yeah. No, they literally, because of that, gave the Lions co-writing credit. Not like what a horrible thing they did. <laughs> it's really, it's it's one of the craziest things that's ever been done. Yeah, that's another one we should send into space. Definitely, roar, <laughs> Nasubi. Nasubi. <laughs> yeah, this is the no one can know about this time capsule of no humanity. No one can know about this time capsule. <laughs> roar, Nasubi. So this premise is like our gloriously fucked up, but ama- I don't know how to put this. Okay, so Nas- for people who don't know what Nasubi is, Nasubi is like this Japanese reality show from the '90s where. They lock a naked man in an apartment with a bunch of magazines, and he can't leave. How do I even explain this? He, he, it's an experiment to see if a man can live off of entering sweepstakes alone. Yeah. Only <laughs> off of entering sweepstakes from magazines. Mm-hmm. Can a man live off of that? And he did it for like 15 months, which really fucked up and amazing. And mm-hmm. I strongly recommend that there's like an edited version that's like two parts. Each part's like an hour and a half or two hours or whatever of... 15 months of this man's journey where for weeks he was living off of dog food because that was all he was winning. He would write into thousands of sweepstakes every day and then only get like a VCR, but no TV. Yeah. (laughs) The thing that makes it so amazing is he has the most expressive face in the universe. Well, they turned all this shit into commercials for the products he was getting while. Yeah, I don't want everyone out there to think that I'm like totally fucked. I'm just a little fucked. This. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) But this thing is amazing. Yeah. It's a testament of humanity in a way. Yeah. And our basic premise here is that we always have this idea that when something is so remarkable. Yeah. But off kilter in a way, like it just belongs in outer space. Like yeah. that's what should go on the golden record. We should send that to the aliens. Exactly. This is humanity. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at what we've done. The beginning of this episode, I guess, is the no one can know about this recommends off color things yes. for you to go watch. Oh my God. There's a lot more where that comes from. Like what else may I feel yeah. like I thought this recently where I'm like I'm like that <laughs> that thing needs to go on the Voyager Golden Record. Yeah. Yes. Mind Candy is the name of this bee. 
You know it's made from monkey gum, right? <laughs> Brain Candy, the the kids in the hall movie, also deserves to go into space. Yeah. <laughs> the beer, they get these monkeys, and they show them all kinds of animal Wait, that's going into time capsule. They show them all kinds of animal pornography. <laughs> Real sick shit. <laughs> fucking a dog. <laughs> I love the idea of, yeah, like aliens putting the VHS of Brain Candy yeah. in, <laughs> and it opening on that homeless the, guy the thing. The equivalent of like billions of dollars of resources figuring out how to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the road. Show some respect, you homeless piece of shit. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, what are we in for? What are they want? What are they saying to us? Are we attempting something to be worthy of that time capsule? I that, just, of stupid yeah, human I, I attempts. That's that's always the goal. well. It's just like, like I feel that's what's here in my mind of like when I see something that's really impressive in a specific way, and I'm like, that belongs in space. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's, I love that. Oh my god. I, just the best that, that belongs way. to the universe. Oh that's, my god. That's authorless. It's oh like... man. That's I'm gonna start using that phrase. That's just too good. How is that? Oh yeah. Oh my god. So we're back on the subject of owning giant dangerous animals, including <laughs> big dogs like pit bulls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But your dream, your simple dream. I just want like a a, a wild monster. <laughs> That, that, you will, can that will sleep like in the look bed. at me and acknowledge me, and we just pass pass each other every day. <laughs> that have would be a, great. Have a gentle understanding. That would be great. Yeah. But yeah, I, the other thing I was gonna say about the whole pit bull thing was like part of it for a lot of people, and this is the part where you're like, yeah, I don't want that in my house. Is like it's a little bit like having a gun. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like having a gun, except although maybe you do this with guns too, where you like you pet it. And you and you say you tell it it's pretty, and you 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 give it baths, and you're like, oh, look at you, you're all. I think there are people who are like, for fun, I clean, I clean my, my gun. I know, I'm yeah. I'm like, I started as this is a bit, but I'm like, this totally works. There's a lot more to this Jerky Boys article, and I'm still reading it. <laughs> if there was something that was really worth describing, I would tell you. But like, one thing that this picture that he's painting of this guy right now is making me think of is where we wanted to take Wayne to <laughs> in the Bill and Ted 3 movie. Okay, so the Bill and Ted thing. Uh-huh. Basically, we're gonna pitch our idea for Bill and Ted 3, which is something that we almost spend a huge amount of time working on, because, like, it seems like they're actually gonna make a Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, yeah. And probably about a year ago, you and I were just decided that it would be a great idea to, like, write a whole script of Bill and Ted 3, since right. they're never actually gonna make one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had, like, there's, like, the thing that we want to do that would make the most sense in our careers, and then we had these two two ideas. One was to write Bill and Ted 3, and the other one was to make this podcast. Uh-huh. So it was almost the Bill and Ted 3 situation like instead of any of this. I like how never almost the doing the responsible thing yeah, situation. The, <laughs> we were like, <laughs> these two ideas are so crazy, we've got to do them. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Bill and Ted 3. I just want to say I stand by that uh, modus operandi. Yeah, I agree with that.
with that. <laughs> so the movie would open on Bill and Ted like today, like much older. Yeah. And they're working like bad janitorial like temp mm-hmm, jobs mm-hmm. for like a music festival kind of thing, like right. sticks picking up trash. Exactly. After it's all over. And they're kind of walking around and there's like one even older than them sort of like burnt out like metal hanger on her. You know, right. the guy who's got like a lot of denim and a lot of long black hair. He like recognizes them, uh-huh. right? And he's yeah. like, you were supposed to be the wild stallions. Whatever happened well, yeah, to you guys? Yeah, he's like, I remember that first album was so good. Yeah, exactly. He's like, man, great to see you guys. And he like opens up his van. He's like living in his trunk. Yeah, he's clearly like, like homeless living in his van. <laughs> yeah. And they look at each other and they're like, what happened, man? Like, we were supposed to like fix the world and be famous rock stars. Yeah, like what went wrong? Yeah, our our fans shouldn't be living in their vans. Right, like, exactly. Assholes are running the world, <laughs> making us pick up trash. Exactly. Yeah. So then the phone booth shows up out of nowhere, and they open it up, and Rufus George Carlin is inside, uh-huh. and he's dead. Yeah, he's just riddled with bullets. <laughs> he's, he's got a note attached to him that says, "Bill and Ted, something went wrong in the '90s." Right. <laughs> and it's got a Polaroid attached to it, and it says two people can help you and they look at the photo and it's of Wayne and Garth mm-hmm. by the way we forgot to say this is Wayne's World 3 this as well this is also Wayne's World 3 yeah so the Bill and Ted th- it's also Airheads 2 but we'll get into that in a mm-hmm. bit but the main thing here is th- something went wrong in the 90s and you right. gotta go find Wayne and Garth right so then we catch up with Wayne right and mm-hmm. Wayne is today like we, we enter his world and he's apologizing to his wife saying he's finally grown up now right He's done living in the past. Like, you get the idea that they've been totally estranged for, like, years, probably. Right, and because he won't let go of his past, mm-hmm. and he's finally ready to do it. And she's finally ready to take him back. And Bill and Ted show up, and they're like, Yeah, like, Wayne. the phone booth, like, appears <laughs> next to them in this restaurant. <laughs> and Ted steps out, and he's like, Wayne, like, you gotta come with us. Something went wrong in the 90s. And Wayne looks at his wife and goes... Definitely, and runs into the booth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then it becomes this whole thing where it's like, they got to find out what went wrong in the 90s. And -hmm. what it's going to turn out went wrong in the 90s is that, well, the main bad guy of the movie is an AI who wants everybody to listen to music through algorithms. Uh So what went wrong in the 90s started with Napster. Mm -hmm. By the way, one of the other things that really went wrong in the 90s is Woodstock 99. Well, that's like the culminating point where they destroy rock and roll. Exactly. Like rock and roll gets destroyed at Woodstock 99 and it never recovers, leaving the world wide open for the AI to just like flood it with whatever it wants. (laughs) One idea that I, I love that I know that we had was that they go back to the 90s and they realize, oh, no. It went wrong in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Wait, the 80s went wrong in the 70s. The 70s went wrong in the 60s. And it gets to a point where they realize they have to go back all the way to the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And because the string theory is guitar string theory, mm-hmm. and they have to go back and set the right chord yeah, they at like, the beginning, at the Big Bang. Th- yeah, they like <laughs> go through the phone booth back in time until it's like just darkness. And right. then it's like just darkness with like an old man in a hood with right. like a spotlight on a guitar who's like the Indiana Jones like pick the right grail guardian guy who's like I have been waiting for like yeah. the 
guitar exactly. warriors to arrive. He's been like guarding the primordial guitar from which all of the universe sprang. Yeah, and <laughs> Bill and Ted have to set the right chord yeah, in motion. To, yeah, they have to like bring the whole universe back into harmony. So yeah. they're like, you know, the climax of the movie would be like Wayne and Garf have gone off. On, they have their own sort of separate adventure they need to go through in the 90s. Right. That at some point involves the airheads helping them out with a heist at MTV. Yeah, the airheads get involved in a heist. <laughs> By the way, really quickly, our idea for what happened to Wayne and Garth in the 90s, which allows current them to just take over, we just had the line, music was our drug until heroin was our drug. Right, like they were about to be super successful right. probably on MTV, but then heroin was their drug. <laughs> right. It didn't work out. But now we have and clean we, Wayne and Garth from the future. Who, who I know we just, also had this idea that we were going to distill music down to its like basic serum. Then he was going to have to inject pure music into his veins. Yeah. So, <laughs> while Junkie Wayne and Garth are off being junkies, old Mike Myers and Dana Carvey like, show up. Pick up, and up just where they left place. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's like it all culminates with like you know Woodstock '99 is like going wrong, but as as they're playing this like primordial guitar, like the rivers and streams of the world in reality like spring to life, and we see like all of creation like being formed, and it, like time fast forwards as they're like soloing, and it all like builds to like they're on stage, yeah, in the '90s like saving rock and roll as like, I know this we concert all... happens. All... I know that's a lot like how Bill and Ted Two ends, right? Come on. Right. Come on. <laughs> It's a Bill and Ted movie. It's got to end that way. And also Wayne and Garth used their show and their promotional skills to put the whole climactic concert together. We we had some idea about the problem was electric became electronic. Mm -hmm. And it's all of these things about <laughs> yeah. the Spotify's and the algorithms Just and the AI. Like rooted in an imaginary mindset of like 90s Gen X like idealism. Exactly. If you can call, the, call it that. I'm just looking over a couple of notes real quick. Carson Daly is part of what went wrong in the 90s. MTV is a vast conspiracy. It was supposed to be about rock and roll. Now it's about teen pregnancy. Mm -hmm. The music video, the highest form of art, isn't even watched yeah, anymore. Nobody even cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at one point they had to go get all the Clintons, God, George yes. Clinton... <laughs> Bill Clinton and his sacks. Oh. oh, yeah, we have the thing about Wayne and Garth are like, we should save our younger selves. And Wayne's like, that's something only they can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed that interlude in the middle of this episode. Look, if you uh, have any connections to people who are developing and producing Bill and Ted 3, <laughs> we have like, we, a, we have ideas. We have. A, ideas that I think you might actually really like. And if you don't, well, here's more, some more Final Fantasy. Here's back more, to your regularly back, scheduled nonsense. Back to, back to <laughs> normal nonsense. What the fuck? There's more? How long is this article? Unreasonably. What this just indicated to me is like, no, you're just like two-thirds of the way through. Or maybe even less. Okay, this is the, okay, no, 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 this is the good stuff. So finally this fucking whoever wrote this article finally goes to talk to the old partner, who this guy pretends doesn't exist and was never part of Jerky Boys. This is how Kamal Ahmed responds when I tell him via Facebook that I'd like to talk about Johnny Brennan. Quote, He's still doing the same thing like a 51-year-old idiot, and I make independent movies that deal with the struggles of man. I went on to more <laughs> meaningful things. <laughs> Oh my god. That's pretty amazing, right? It's like, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. This is all that needs to be said. I moved on from the goodbye. Jerky Boys. Goodbye. 
Brennan was pulling a classic Johnny when he decided one day as a 12-year-old kid to take his sister's life-size doll, strap a bunch of football gear onto it, head to the roof of his queen's apartment building, wait for a car to drive by, then BAM, Brennan recalls, next thing you hear, the car skids, the, hits the doll, and everybody's fucking screaming and yelling. I like to do pranks that people looked at and went, this is kid's out of his fucking mind. The, the lady across the street had a heart attack. That is a not funny prank. That's insane. That's what he was doing at age 12. The fact, I mean, that's whatever, he was 12. The fact that he's bragging about it as a 50-year-old is that's, really crazy. That's what I'm, oh boy. The poor people have all left here for the mountains to the north. They've built a town. Everyone here is rich, is that what he's saying? All the poor people are gone. Yeah, they live next to an opera house. This is like the nice... This is the, yeah, the nice part of the country. Yeah. So this guy in this nice town says, All of the poor people who used to be here collectively left and started another town where they all continue to be poor. Yeah. Even though... That sounds like a very likely story. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like the way it went down. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly it. I'm sure there weren't any late night raids with some vans and some really fucked up (laughs) shit that went happened. And then you wake up and you're in the ghetto. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to live anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, th- I think this guy is presenting History the lies vi- he was taught in by history the class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change the textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, one of the idiots from Zozo will wander down here looking for an easy mark. Watch your wallet. Yeah, all the rich people steal. Everyone from Poor Town is going to wander in here. Sounds like there's a lot of treasure to be hunted in this village. It does. This sounds like a treasureful place. <laughs> treasure death. You know where they keep the best treasure? In safes and vaults? Yeah. In the bank. We're gonna make a run on the bank! <laughs> this guy has a typewriter. Or is that a cash register? This is a world with cash registers and record players and lawnmowers, mm-hmm. and everyone is still shitting in buckets. <laughs> yeah. Like... like <laughs> There's magic, and then there's mechanical shit, and they've gotten both of them together, Mm -hmm. and yet they still haven't figured out proper plumbing. Yeah. I just want to point that out. I think that's especially weird that they made it all the way to the lawnmower. (laughs) Right? I think you're making a good point. Well, it's a mechanical cash register. It's a Magitech cash register. It's a Magitech cash register, yeah. Auction house. Uh, Yes, please. I'm rich, too, now. I just fought a bunch of bees. So in the rich town, there's this auction house that you hear us talking about now. Later, it has a use that we come to. We get to come actually participate in an auction. But right now, everybody's just being a bunch of snobby dick fuckers. Well, this guy is like, the auction's over, and everyone else is still sitting there. (laughs) This guy says he needs something that will bring back wayward spirits. Hmm, I know someone who could use something like that, too. You can get some priceless things at this auction. Whether you can appreciate them or not, who knows. I'm a king. I'm a fucking king. Yeah. Well, I don't know what this. I have a shitty desert castle, but I am a king nonetheless. Yeah. Ho ho ho! There's nothing I can't buy. What is wrong? They want you to really like these people. Yeah. No shit. (laughs) Hey, you're not from around here. You look uh dorky. Hmm. Start the auction. Today's auction is over. (laughs) It's over. What are they all sitting there doing? Maria, the opera singer, is gorgeous. Oh really? Well, look at this place. You see the front of this? This is a house. That is a very nice house. That is a gigantic mansion house. 
Bowser's Bowser. house. Not Bowser. Not Bowser. Not Bowser's castle. You're the spitting image of Maria, huh? I haven't heard of her. She's a famous opera singer. Oh, the pretty one? In the north of this town, which I feel like we've said about other towns, there's a big house. Yeah, we With a rich man in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in Bowser's house, and he's like an art collector slash connoisseur of the opera. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are saying that there's this beautiful opera singer, Maria. They're saying that Celis is like, looks identical to Maria. Right. Which um, is remarkable. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going around admiring his art and continuing our wonderful conversations. Yeah. The one who moved on to better things had the idea of, like, what if we, like, showed this to people and, like, people heard it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because that's what Steve Jobs did. Wozniak had this crazy thing, and then Jobs was like, what if we sold it? <sighs> <laughs> oh my god, what, dude, calm down. But to be fair, earlier in the article was when the Wozniak Jobs comparison was made. Yeah. Like, in real time of gameplay, it was not that long ago. I know, but it feels to me editing this <laughs> that, like, it's like... That you just can't let it go in dude, day after day let after it, day. Let the fucking thing go. <laughs> Who who cares? You know what he meant. I love that you're you're comparing. You're you're continuing this well, insane. If you're gonna fucking fuck it up so hard, god damn it! Look at this guy's art room. He has he's got artwork of every treasure. type of treasure, and a monster. Picture of an old urn. A picture of a sea monster. This is a uh, awfully, awfully familiar. familiar. Yeah, it's Seafood ultras. Soup. Seafood soup. Yeah, this is a guy who's got paintings of random sprites. Like, there's a shit bucket painting. <laughs> is this your house? <laughs> yeah, it's your favorite thing. A pot. This looks ancient. Oh, it's a poop pot. They have a. He has a painting of a of a shit ah, of a toilet. Some armor. Picture of a lovely lady. It does not look like that to me. It looks like I thought that was gonna be like a ship. No, I see it now. I see the lady. Oh yeah, me too. The hair is... Yeah, I was looking at her face and, like, upper chest as being boating sails. Yeah, I see that, too. All right, Owser, I think we're done here. Man, I've learned so much about the Jerky Boys. Holy shit. Ahmed, he went with his father back to Bangladesh in 1991, where his father's from, and right when he was telling a story saying that he was gonna quit... We saw children so poor that they were eating garbage from the street. Ahmed's father stopped the car and said, You see that? That's how people got to live in the world. In most of the world, that's how people live. If you quit something where you could make a couple of dollars, I'll disown you. Oh my god. So Ahmed stuck around through 1997 before leaving. Because his dad, like, guilt-tripped him into it. Like, like, but that's how the article said that he guilt-tripped him into it. And then tells that story. Who wrote this article? That is fucking wild. <laughs> Wait, this is just a great detail. Ahmed has directed three features and is working on editing his fourth. Laugh, killer, laugh. Which he says is a neo-film noir about a jewel thief hitman for the mob who awakens from a coma with a changed personality after being a milk toast. A milk toast? Yeah, like a regular old average guy who's not like a serious, serious, you know, a milk toast, like a regular old... He's going to his 9 to 5 all day. Got it. He's not not doing anything out of line. I've never heard that before. 
You know what I just forgot? We forgot to put the cream in the oven. Fuck! We should have done that today. We absolutely should have done that today. Son of a bitch. Yeah, because you probably shouldn't leave it in the oven while you're sleeping. You gotta just be around all day and then take it out when you're done. You can go to sleep once. It's at 180 degrees. What's gonna happen? Who knows, but I mean... It's Fahrenheit 451, man. Not 180. What the fuck just happened? Holy shit. Okay. Careful there. No way! There's more article! <laughs> There's more art. This is the final fantasy of articles. God, I can't even get through this sentence. Though there's little chance of a Jerky Boys reunion, the brand standing in the comedy world has never been stronger. What? What does he mean? What is he talking Who about? Are, this guy is not a part of the comedy world. This is kind of hilarious because the article ends on this note of like, you know, keep an eye out from your caller ID, cause like, you know, these guys are gonna be, be he's out there, man, he's gonna probably be doing more stuff, and we have heard zero. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> zero from them. <laughs> uh... He wrote an email after that day of, like, recording new shit, being like, it was kind of magical. Everything culminated in this last piece of the puzzle. I left there that day feeling awesome. It was like someone was guiding these pieces into place. In other words, keep an eye on your color ID, liver lips. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's probably how we sound when we talk about this podcast to people. They're like, oh, so you're playing video games still, huh? I'm like, yeah, and it's really like, my whole life has been leading to this. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. It is fucked up. But it's also, yeah, well, I, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the Jerky Boys. Yeah, that's... I believe that's the... the what, I think that we're not going to be talking too much more about the Jerky Boys. It's possible we bring them up again, but we're not going to be reading any more articles. The article is over. <laughs> that has lasted three episodes. I would say I'm going to like put a restriction from now on on reading articles <laughs> during the thing, but you know what? No. No. <laughs> if a good one happens, it happens. It happens, exactly. <laughs> but... I feel him, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm glad that he yeah. found something that made him happy for that <laughs> moment. For that day, yeah. Well, that was the... Do you want to walk into Poor Town? Sure. Yeah, I learned a lot more about the Jerky Boys than I expected. I can't believe that we were like, what are they up to? And it turns out there's like a long-ass... <laughs> He's <laughs> filling you in on oh, exactly what, what they were up to. to. What they've been up to. <laughs> you know, what well, happened... It looks like it's raining in Port Town. So we finally make it to Zoso, yep. the mythical ghetto. Where all the poor people just chose to live mm -hmm. of their own volition. They just one day up and decided. Yeah, and they all just chose to be thieves, and they all chose to live underground and be lowlifes. It was a no choice they made after high school. Socioeconomic situations that are continuing cycles. None of that is happening. This game's not at that level yet. <laughs> and this one's not there. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hades guy guess. It's like the bad part of town, but it's all the way on the other side of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> where it's raining, always. This guy's just passed out, or is he dead? Great people here. There's random encounters in inside? Bad part of town, man. Damn. Girl, haven't seen any girls here. Might want to check the top of this building. So you have seen girls here. Why would you know to check the top of the building if... Haley, no. What is, inside. what is this? Oh. Haley, come here. What are what are we doing here? 
What is everybody? Everybody's walking somewhere. It's very strange. So we're ostensibly here searching for Tara. So we're, we, we're asking around if anyone's seen a girl. Yeah. Which leads us to a huge tower that's mm-hmm. just full of dudes who continually walk up the stairs. And they're all lying about what time it is. Yeah. It starts to get weird. Everyone in the town has something to say about what time it is, but they're all lying. And you're well at the time we didn't know what they were talking about. But everybody's just <laughs> saying different shit, and it all has to do with time, and it is very confusing. It, I mean, it's obvious to us that there's like some puzzle going on. Exactly. <laughs> but they're all like walking up one after another through this hallway. I mean, my initial thought when I first saw this, when the guy was like, "I haven't seen any girls here," like he might check upstairs, and then there's all these guys in a line walking up. <laughs> oh boy. I don't need to, like, go into detail about where my mind went, but I was like, what the fuck is happening in this tower? (laughs) You can trust me, it's 8 o'clock. It's full time. What the fuck is getting long? Dude, some really weird shit's going on around here. There's a line of people. They're all telling me that it's a different time of day. They're like, trust me, it's 4 o'clock. And the next guy's like, trust me. It's eight o'clock. The next guy, he's like, trust me, it's noon. And they're all like going like, and one of them's going like, how long do we have to do this? And this guy here, he's like, get in line. Go in here. What the fuck? That guy just jumped from one building to another. Oh, I did it too. What the fuck is happening around here? (laughs) What? I don't understand what's going on. The seconds are divisible by 20. What does that mean? I vaguely remember this. And I don't remember what this is leading to or what the puzzle is, but I feel like I remember I had to look it up. I feel like I remember I was like, I don't know. I was like, I have to figure this out. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Where's Shadow? He took off. Is it with the wind? Yeah. <laughs> he took off in the Phantom Forest all that time ago. I was like, I'm out of here. What the fuck? What a Han Solo. He, he goes Han Solo. He's the true Han Solo. Like, Locke wants to be Han Solo, and he's like, I'm Boba Fett, I'm the real deal. Right. But really what I mean is, like, he's gonna start, he's gonna wind up being Han Solo, where he's like, I'm a, I like the Rebels now. I started off only caring about treasure. Yeah. Now I kissed a girl and I liked it. So yeah, we're making our way up the tower. We're doing pretty well because of all the grinding that you just did. Yeah, so this part, like, if I think if I hadn't done the grinding, this would have been kind of an ordeal. Because yeah. this tower is big. And there's, like, tough enemies in it mm-hmm. who are physically much bigger than you. We come upon a boss who's, like, the most muscly karate guy. Yeah. How can we stand up to these guys? It's, it's, it's well, His impossible. leg is the size of our whole party. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Also, you know what? You don't see a lot of karate guys that are as Arnold Schwarzenegger, that are as, like, Mr. Universe-y as this guy. Yeah, well, he's, like, <laughs> doing that pose where it's, like, the gym is that away. Yeah. We're a pretty serious team right now. Yeah, and I did a good a bit of walking around, so... You did, while I was learning about the Jerky Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing you did, because otherwise this fight would be... This area might be kind of tough. Oh, shit! Oh, boy. Oh, he dead. Are they all dead because he dead? Yeah, I think you did. See, when you kill the mother spider, when you kill the mother kung fu, yeah, you all the cut, baby kung fu. You cut the head off of the kung fu. <laughs> My brother is always thinking of like stupid merchandising ideas for uh-huh. us, and he, oh, yeah. the other day he was like, I don't know, you could just sell spiders and call them mother spiders. <laughs> 
Like just get a spider and just mail it. Live spiders. Just get a uh, go. Yeah, just you, go outside and grab a spider. Just like oh, from right outside. Yeah, just you don't get a even, spider and you just mail it. You just send it in the mail, like in a glass little case mm-hmm. that you just put in like one of those bubble wrap. Yeah, I was thinking things. you would just get like one of those like plastic boxes that like sets of dice come in, like for D and D. Oh, th- you know what? This might be a perfect opportunity to tell people that we have sh- t-shirts for sale. <laughs> It is actually we a perfect opportunity. We do not have spiders <laughs> yet. Spiders are... <laughs> we'll do that in season four, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mother spiders. Because all we do is call them mother spiders. Let's just hang back on that idea for one second. That's what his idea is that like they're normal spiders that we found outside. And we're like, we just brand them as mother yeah. spiders and then people buy them. They might be mothers. But then if you kill them, do all their babies die at once? Like, that's well, part of no, the that's not this. how the world works. It's just like a branding thing. Oh, there she is. At the top of the tower is Tara. What do you know? Yeah, lying in a bed. Yeah, in just a big empty room. Which I, I guess was bedroom. being guarded by a kung fu guy? The whole setup here is a little confusing, because <laughs> I don't know if this is where we want to say it, but what's about to be revealed is that Ramu, a lightning esper, mm-hmm. lives up here, I guess. In Port Town. In, in Port Town, Zoso. Which is his choice. <laughs> yeah. I assume this is actually his choice. Well, I think he's, like, hiding out or something. Okay. In the attic. Yeah. So did we kill a friendly kung fu? My feeling on the kung fu guy uh-huh. is that uh, it's like a really, you got through an area, yeah. you got to have a boss. You got to have a boss I don't think he knows Ramu. Yeah, I don't think okay. that, yeah. Yeah, he was like, if you want to pass up the final steps, I live in the apartment on the yeah, second maybe, to top yeah, floor. Yeah, maybe he got that far and Ramu was like, no, you're not coming any farther. And he's like, okay. All right. Anyway, we found Tara. How would you describe what she looks like? Like one of those troll like dolls troll doll. that had been electrified and then it's like you took a picture while it's like electrified. Like a troll doll lamp. <laughs> Tara? Tara? Tara! <laughs> She's scared. Ramu. You know? Ramu? Oh, the summon. There's Ramu. a disembodied Ramu voice, and it's everyone's freaked out by it. Whoa. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's like an old guy with a staff. Who are you? Ramu reveals himself, and everybody has questions for each other. Yeah, and what he's about to do is, like, drop some knowledge on us about the boar of the Magi and the Esper world. Yeah, like, here's a little truth from the poor side of town. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Let's look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? She's going full exorcist right now. Yeah. Don't espers live in another world? That doesn't mean we don't live here, too. Espers take a variety of forms. We can we can be anything. Think mm. about it. <laughs> Sometimes we live here taking the shape of humans. You have nothing to fear from us, but we could be among you at any time. <laughs> humans and espers can't survive together. But we do it when you don't... We're in full control of it. (laughs) Grandma told me that espers and people once lived side by side. No, that was no fairy tale. That was true. We started out as friends. Oh, is this a legend? Then along came the War of the Magi. <laughs> which we've been hearing about regularly. Yeah, they this seeded the this problem. legend in. Yeah, they, the, they put this in at the beginning. They were like, at the back when <laughs> the magic like, happened. Later you're going to hear about something. <laughs> Espers fought, fought humans who were infused with magical power extracted from Espers. Wait a minute, hang on. So people were like taking esper juice and injecting themselves with it. And then, like, the espers fought those people because they were like, you're stealing our magic. Fearing our magical powers, 
would once again become a target, we fashioned a new realm and moved there. We built a whole new universe for ourselves to go chill in. Akira! (laughs) (laughs) About 20 years ago, humans stumbled upon it. Humans who knew about espers and the secret of magitech power. Thus began a hunt for espers. Only in this way could the Emperor Gestal create his invincible army. Mm-hmm. In response to this, we erected a doorway and threw the humans out. Okay. We put the doorway in a really hard to find place. It's very, it's like, very hard to get to. You're gonna have to really prove your worth. Even as we speak, many of my kind are trapped in the Empire's Magitech research facility, being drained of their powers. I fled here to avoid a similar fate. So they're like batteries that we can use to like infuse ourselves with magic. To make, yeah, get the magic out of them. Get the boot. Or just be friends with them and have them be our pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> I sensed that Terra was in trouble. My magic summoned her here. Terra's an esper? Okay, so the erratic flying around that Terra went on was actually because, like, she was in trouble, and then there was, like, a magic beacon that, like, went up because Ramu felt it through the force. Yeah, my sense is that she started, like, flipping out, and Uh Ramu put up a beacon, and she bumblebeed her way to the the tower, you know? (laughs) No, she's actually quite different. She's got the Esper in her. Her very existence strikes fear into her own heart. Damn. That's some existential shit. Why is all of his talking in quotations? I don't know. I'm confused by that, but how can we help her? (laughs) How can we help her? When she accepts this aspect of herself, I think she'll be alright. Then free those of my kind imprisoned in Gestalt's Magitech research facility. One of them can surely help her. So there's like a place where they're keeping a bunch of espers and like torturing them and taking all their magic powers Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go free them all. We're gonna prison riot with a bunch of horrifying monsters that let them take over the world. Yes. And now they have revenge in their hearts because we've been torturing them. Yes. Great. I think. That's the plan. Interesting idea. So this is one of those, like, at the end of Monsters, Inc., when it's going to be like, laughter creates even more power than screams. So... Yeah. They all got to become comedy monsters. <laughs> What kind of, like, fucking social upheaval must have happened in the Monsters, Inc. world after this? All the scary monsters probably, like, sort of, like, toned it down for a while and then formed fucking secret groups. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're totally right. That's why they had to go to the prequel in Monsters, Yeah, exactly, because they were like, what happens next? And they were like, oh, Oh, Civil War happens next. (laughs) What happens next is real bad. Yeah. I never thought of that. (laughs) I hadn't either until just now. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what happens next is the monsters who are like yeah but who cares about the kids like screams are more powerful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know my dad was a screamer yeah exactly oh my god those kids it... aren't even monsters <laughs> yeah yeah Been a little too close to home uh, yeah a little bit <laughs> it is only when we are reduced to magicite that our abilities can be transferred in total Mm. So we gotta be reduced to like some kind of stone, like a magic stone, like some kind of stone that maybe you can see through a little bit, like that glistens and like, like kind of gleams, yeah. and you hear kind yeah, of like a something t-ting. like that. A ting rock, yeah. A ting rock, magicite, yeah. What happens if you like crushed up a bunch of magicite? That's what's left of us when we pass away. Oh, shit. Are these crystals? 
These are my comrades who fell while escaping the Empire, and I will give you my power as well. Oh, we're going to be able to summon them through the power of Crystal. Through the power of Crystal. Did he kill himself? Seems like it. He traded his power so that others might live. He just killed himself. I think he was like, you're going to take me, you're going to take all these powers, you're going to go free my friends. (laughs) Yeah, he should have struck a deal for it. We didn't agree to anything, really. (laughs) We few can help save many. The War of the Magi must not be repeated. We must only have one world war. A world war two cannot occur. (laughs) Yeah, there's, it, it's a ting. It's a ting rock. It's a ting. Uh, received the Magicite Ramlo. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, there are crystals, sort of, but they're not called crystals. They're called Magicite, and they give you powers. Okay, we just got Stray, Siren, Kirin. So now we have four Tating rocks with us. When do we find the dark Tating rocks? God, I hope that's not what happens. And then, like, the moon Tating rocks that are. To tinging even more. So we get all of the Magicite, mm-hmm. which has something associated with it that involves grinding that seems overwhelming at first, but then is pretty damn cool. Yeah, the Magicite is how you, you learn magic. Yeah, we'll get into the details mm-hmm. of that in a little bit. So we absorb the power of Crystal, mm-hmm. And then the whole, like all of our party members, mercifully... There's a cinematic where they walk back down the tower so that we don't have to do it. Yeah, everybody gets together and they're all here. Yeah, and hypothetically, you never have to walk up or down this tower ever again, right? Hypothetically. Hypothetically. God damn. (laughs) (sighs) We'd best split into two groups. (laughs) We still need to beef up our defenses in Nersh. I think you mean, we still need to beef up our defenses in Nersh. Oh, yeah. Is that guy still passed out? Is he dead? I don't think I ever went in the cafe. I'll go to the Empire. I know it well. Don't worry, I'll go with her. You have to take Celeste and Locke. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'll Um, just recreate my party. You can go fuck yourself, Cyan. (laughs) The people of Jadur, a town to the south, can probably help us. Yeah, we've heard a lot about Jadur. That's where we were. That's the rich part. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cinematic leaves you off at the edge of town, next to a ghost, mm-hmm. and the ghost has information for you about how these espers work. Which, in traditional Final Fantasy form, he doesn't include all the fucking information about yeah. how espers work. It's like half of the <laughs> way there, and then they leave you to your own devices to be like, it's like is that what you do? Oh, I think I get it. Get it's it? like enough to actually play the game, but not enough to like master it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seems you have a piece of magicite. Want to learn more about espers? To use an esper, it must be equipped. Choose skills from the menu, then select espers. During battle, select magic. Ah, I was wondering why we didn't have any fucking new magic. Yeah, I remember. Okay, yeah, this is cool. Oh, I see. Yeah, and those are what you can learn from having Ramu equipped. Anyway, we we attach the magicite to the right people. Mm -hmm. They start learning magic, and we walk into another room in Port Town, and we find a clock. And the clock says. What time is it? Yeah, so now we start to really unravel the ball of yarn that is Zoso. Here we are. Oh. And we realize, fucking no, I don't want to... What? Yeah, I will say, though, I I mean, this was... 
This was a fucking ordeal. Yes. But it was also a high point at this point for me of the game. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is pretty In I retrospect, like I remember the whole clock puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I would tell you about everything that happened in the game right after I finished it, I was like, well, there was the part with that clock puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these guys were all telling me different times. They told me all of these different times. What did he say, 20 on the minutes? Or the, He said the second hand was at 20, right? It was at the four, so yeah. We have to set not just the hour, but also the minutes and the second hands. Mm -hmm. So it gives you like five options for each one. Like, you know, it'll be like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 50 seconds, 20 seconds, 40 seconds. Just enough that you can't brute force it. Oh yeah, it's, w it's way more than enough that you can't brute force you it. You can't just <laughs> guess this. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is quite a... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, All right. There's more information. I should get a. Pen. I should get like a pen. I'm pretty sure the second hand is supposed to be at 20, right? Is that what the guy said? I think so. But I think there's some. Some of them are lying. Some of them were definitely lying. Here's where they all are. These fucking liars. Great people here. It's now two o'clock. It's already noon. Wait. Ten o'clock. Time to go home. Oh, somebody else must say it's time to go home or something like that, right? There must be some way to figure it out. Because that guy said it's 10 o'clock, time to go home. You can trust me, it's 8. Time, it's 4 o'clock. Phew, how long are we going to have to do this? How long are we going to have to do this? Yeah, this is a process of talking to everyone and writing down everything they say. Yeah, well, this is also a situation where you know... Well, not just because you know, but because you're just correct about this, that they said everybody over there's a liar. They meant everybody. On top of that, also, like, this is something I don't remember, but I've done before. So it's like the gears in my head are ticking uh -huh. towards I'm starting to think like everyone is telling you the false thing. And I, for some reason, really get it in my head that only the hour hand is the lies. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would it all be lies? Like, they must have individual puzzles for each one and mm -hmm. not just, like, other types of lie. Right. But they kept <laughs> telling you everybody's a liar in this town full of... <laughs> full of thieves and liars. Thieves and liars who are also <laughs> drunk. It's now two o'clock. None of our theories are working out. We have a lot of... <laughs> you're about to hear a rundown of various theories that become more graspy at straws. Uh -huh. This guy will say, get in line. So maybe if I get into the right order, he'll be like, yes, you are two o'clock. Two, twelve. There's no six o'clock, is there? All the even ones except for six. Yes, yeah, six is the only even one miss missing. They're all even. So I guess that's, we should take that as it's six. Yeah, or should we try to get in line in the six o'clock position? Are they in order? No. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> I think we have to go up. There's got to be some other way down. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, yeah. In the middle of all of this, a weird thing happens. One of the annoying things about this tower is that as soon as you walk into the first room to go up, you're kind of blocked from going down. Right. By all of the people on the stairs. Who it's are... a one person wide hallway mm -hmm. and they're all moving in one direction. So there's a way down from this tower. We're actually looking at the way down from this tower right now. But it just, it looks like nothing. So I'm going to eventually see if the top of the tower has a way out. 
Yeah. I really thought it would work, too. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Is that hook a thing? Oh, maybe. The hook is a thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think it is, but you if you went up to it and pressed A in the right spot, which I think I'm like one square off of or something, because mm-hmm. I think I go over, but then it's like, no, I guess the hook's not a thing. Yeah, there's like a crane hook sort of like hanging off one of the buildings. And it's your way down, mm-hmm. which is a weird way to get down from a tower. And it also blends in. It, it does it blend in. It doesn't stand out. But also, there's actual stairs down. There's just dudes in the way. I know. Like, you don't have to take this. <laughs> yeah, and then in here, there's, like, this guy who says, the second hand of my watch is pointing at four. Okay. Write that down. The seconds are divisible by 20. So if it's pointing at four, it would be at 20, right? Four on a clock is 20. Mm-hmm. You okay? Yeah, I'm just thinking, just thinking about clocks. About it, yeah, about clocks. I feel like there's a way down. I mean, there has to be a way out of here. Well, maybe it was just I was getting fucked over by those dudes, and I just have to like try it again. Because even if you get past them there, there's the hallway that you would get stuck in. Like they're walking in a way that prevents you from walking out of that door. Yeah. I really feel like that hook might be a thing. I have this vague memory of there being a way down from here that's not through that door. Oh wait, that hook is definitely a thing. That's what I'm saying. I like, totally, I, I it think looked we might totally just not different. have been walking up to it correctly, but I feel like <sighs> it'll take me down. When the screen shook to go into the battle, it looked different. There we go. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> he used the crane to go down. I, I think when I played, I had a similar thing where I was walking up and down this tower going like, I don't, why, what's happening? Now where am I? No, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, it's okay, it's okay. We almost get stuck again. Yeah. <laughs> we barely make it out of there and go trying to find the clock. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to go try to set the clock. Try to figure to out the clock. I think I'm, I'm positive the hour one is six. Yeah. I'm positive that the uh, second one is 20. Well, I don't know if they're trustworthy is the thing. They said the second hand is pointing at four. Yeah. And then the other one said that the seconds are divisible by 20. I just don't know how to do the minutes one. Like the other, the ones who weren't trustworthy were all saying all the times that it wasn't. But how do we know the other ones are trustworthy too? There's only one other dude. Yeah, I know, but if he was saying the second hand was pointing at four, it could be pointing at the opposite of four, you know, like on the clock. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you why mean? Would he, why would he be untrustworthy? Because they're all a bunch of fucking thieves and liars in Thief Town. But why would he be, like, the... I don't actually understand the thought there. Like, okay, well, let's just let's just get to the clock. I love that it's like you met a shady dude at a bar or something, and I'm like, he's lying to you. He's trying to grift you. And you're like, but why? He's a nice guy. <laughs> he said he, he, he showed me a picture of his kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, one of the things that I think is the thing that I'm hanging my hat on for why they're not all liars is mm-hmm. I'm like, well, in order to know that somebody's lying, you need other information to corroborate that that one's not true. Right. This puzzle requires that you're just prejudiced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the second hand, man, there's nobody else saying anything else. There's only one witness. So we got to take him at his word. Yeah. Six o'clock. Uh-huh. The minute, I really don't know. 
it, so if you're if he's untrustworthy, maybe he was saying that the minute hand was at at four, four which is which is twenty. 20. But I, I didn't find anybody who talked about minute hands. And then what? Well, if you're sure that this one is 20, I say we keep doing 6 on the first and 20 on the last and okay. try the other ones in between. Just do it. Yeah, okay. Brute forcing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he fucked up and he meant 40 seconds instead of 4. Yeah, the NPC made a mistake. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I love that idea. Like He meant he must to tell... Have, he must have fucked up. Yeah, he made a simple mistake. We've all made it. I, I understand. <laughs> Let me look at a clock face. If if it were pointing at the opposite of four, it would be ten. Right, and ten would be fifty seconds. Yeah, and if the guy who said it was divisible by twenty, go look at our options again. Because if he said it was, it's divisible by twenty, oh. and he was lying, then we can rule out ones that are divisible by twenty. The minutes, I still have no idea. Or the second, he said the seconds are divisible by twenty. Maybe he meant the minutes are divisible by twenty. Or wait, no, in this theory, the seconds would be 50. No, because the seconds are divisible by 20. Or did he mean... He said the seconds are divisible by 20. So, if he's lying about that, but what if he meant, what if he was lying about what is divisible by 20? It's like the seconds are divisible by 20, the minutes are div- you know, you know what I'm saying? What if he is the minute guy? Right. Because we were like, who's the minute guy? But divisible by 20... You're onto something that's true here, which is that the minute hand is going to be an odd number. Mm -hmm. It's not divisible by 20. That was a lie. That is true, yeah. There's multiple things that are divisible by 20. Yeah, but you can narrow it down at least. So you think the minutes are divisible by 20? I I I don't feel like strongly about that, but it's one way of thinking about it. Did somebody say... Specifically, don't trust anybody in this town. They're all liars. Is that a thing that somebody told us? Or are you just saying that because this is poor town where people lie? Right, but I guess nobody said that, but the theme when you walk in is that they're all telling you bullshit about what time it is. Right, but you can only figure out that somebody's lying if you're given two different pieces of information. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which we're only given with the hour. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that it's like, in keeping with the theme of everybody lying about the time, why suddenly would the other ones be telling the truth? Because it's not a theme. It's specific to that, to the hour's puzzle. Okay, so they were lying, and the only one they left out is 6 o'clock, so, so the, we both feel confident in 6 o'clock, In 6 o'clock, right. right. But when it comes, but when, it, there's only two other people who we've seen talk about the time in this town. 4 goes into 25 times. Is there another guy who's going to talk about minutes? Like, I, I don't know, we might have missed somebody, but... I feel like... I feel like can... the second guy was telling the truth, right? I don't. I don't feel like any of them are telling the truth. I wonder, do you think by second hand it's translated badly and he means, like, the second hand... Like, not like the second hand, oh my God. but, like, the that second one? Is pointing at four? Right. So that would be 20 minutes, and, yeah. then, and then something that's divisible by 20... Would be the second hand? Yeah. God, this is worse than the broom puzzle from season one. I know, but I love it because it's like the difference of opinion is so funny to me. You're like, no, I feel like that guy's telling the truth. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to see the good in people, <laughs> yeah. man. That would be really interesting if that's, if he meant my second the, the, hand. Not the, not the hour hand, but the second one, you know. The, 
Not the first, but the second. Right. I'm so positive about six o'clock. I know. So, it's, it's pointing four, at four, which is 20. 20. Okay, so I'm gonna go with my everyone is lying theory. Yeah, 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 I feel like you've got a better hand. Six o'clock, second hand, which we're gonna assume is the minute hand for now. Uh-huh, which is not pointing, pointing at four, it's pointing at ten. That would be 50. 50. Okay. And then if it's not divisible it's by... not divisible by 20, 20, it's one of these three on the left. Mm. Mm. Not feeling good about this. <laughs> God damn it. Believe it or not, we're cutting a lot of this out. Yeah. This went on... Did this go on for like an hour? This I don't even know <laughs> at this point. It was a long time. <laughs> that didn't work. Okay. I'm going to pee. Let me know when I should start pulling the phone out. Uh. Six o'clock. I did it. What? You do what? How? What do you mean? What happened? It was, it was this door opened. But who? What? How? How did you do it? Which I was it? I think it was six ten fifty. I don't. <laughs> six ten fifty. Okay, okay. Hold on a sec. So Let's wait, think the about seconds this. clock because I was, was like, pointing at ten. Then the second guy was lying about the second hand pointing at four. It just means that it's not twenty. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that it's opposite. opposite. Yeah. So but you started said fifty. I said Which is six, ten. Ten, oh. ten minutes. Okay. And then the last one is not divisible by twenty. We're going with fifty. And you did it. And it worked. And and it opened a door. It opened a door. I think it was six ten feet. I don't know. I was like half. <laughs> We've got attention. it on tape, so we know what. <laughs> but I didn't say it out loud. I just did it. Yeah, we have it. But on we have tape. it recorded we on have video it on now. Video now. That's like we had the video before too, but like we've got it definitively. Okay. We'll we we can check this at any time. What a bunch. Of, what I don't feel like I saw. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. We'll only know when received, looking back on it. I got a chainsaw. You might. You got a chainsaw? Yeah, you did solve it. It is six ten fifty. Yeah, but that I did it by like half guessing. Like I stuck with six because we felt certain about that one. Yeah, and then the other ones I was like, you narrowed I, it down <laughs> to a brute forcible amount, mm -hmm. and then got kind of lucky. Yeah, and it opens a weird wall, and then you get a chainsaw. You get a sick chainsaw. It's totally worth spending an hour banging your head against this for the chainsaw. We use this chainsaw for like the rest of the fucking game. Yeah, like all the time. Mm -hmm. No, it's a tool. It's a yeah. tool. We haven't gotten a new sick tool for Crossbow oh, Boy in forever. Nice. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Worth it for the sick puzzle. Puzzle? <laughs> it's yeah. a puzzle. I just don't... I just love that just like, don't we really won't understand know it. if you solved it until we look back. <laughs> I don't even it. care right now. I'm just glad we got it. And this is rusted shut. Yeah. Okay, let's get, the let's get the fuck out of here. And that's episode eight. Yeah, we got through through Zoso, through Poor Town. We even left with the chainsaw. And next week is a big one. Yeah, get. I'm so excited to record that one. I can't wait to watch over this. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who doesn't remember or doesn't know what's coming. But tune in. Yeah, tune in. Turn on. Talk to everyone with the A button. 
<laughs> Man, that's way better slogan than this from the 70s. Oh, before we go, let's do the billboard segment. Yeah, I think we have a uh, location in Zozo. Yeah, I've been told that we have a great billboard, a great location in Zozo, and, I, you know. I mean, I, we all know it's like a little sketchy there, but I hear the neighborhood's really changing, and like some parts of it are totally coming to life. There's tonight, definitely so. a gentrification happening <laughs> in part of it, so let's go there. Oh, it's raining. Yeah, it's... As with many of these billboards, it's darker than I thought it would be, too. Yeah. It's, this is kind of... This is a, There's a lot of fighting going on around here. What yeah, the fuck? Just Whoa! Drunken... Oh, oh my God. Are you, sir, are you okay? You know what? I'm going to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I don't um, think we should touch any of these people. No. Oh, don't make eye contact. Okay, let's find this thing. I think it must be over here. Look, I got a call from a guy from Zozo. He said it was here. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. know what to tell you, man. It seems like he's full of shit. There's nothing here. I want to get out of here. There can't be nothing here. It's, he must have been confused about where it would be. Look, do you see down there? That guy just got his eye knifed out. Holy shit. You're right, but I still, I'm like, where's the billboard? Look, if I were you, I would just call the guy and tell him it looks great and never talk to him again and let's never come back here again. Yeah, okay, that's a great idea. All right, let's just do that. So I guess there's no billboard. I mean, this doesn't look like a safe place to be for even a little while. No. You, you want to just say fuck it and get the fuck out of here? Like not read the billboard this week? Yeah. Let's... Let's just leave. Okay. Okay. So, if you would like a billboard, they're $50 a piece. You can just email nocappodcast at gmail.com with the subject line billboards, and we will make it happen. Mm-hmm. Please rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can get the episodes early or watch the video version. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook and Twitter at nocappodcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's N-O-C-K-A-T. You can email us at nocatpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. But yeah, we always love to hear from you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening and uh, supporting us. And if you like our podcast artwork and want it on your chest without the name of the show, but just the artwork, then head on over to noonecanknowaboutthis.com and click on the link for t-shirts. Or just go to Etsy.com and type in N-O-C-K-A-T. It should bring you right there. Yeah. So that's enjoy those t-shirts. I wear mine every day. Tune in next week for a big, exciting act break. With that, here's a little taste of next week on No One Could Know About This. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm getting. Yeah. So I'm not getting surprised by a piece of shit pizza. Yeah, but you know you're getting a piece of shit pizza. That's the thing. I'm okay with ordering a piece of shit pizza if I know it's shitty. I'd rather not order from somewhere else and be like, oh, this thing's garbage. But what are the chances it's shittier than Domino's? Like, what are what do you think the odds are? Pick any random pizza place that you're going to wind up ordering from. Uh, over, under, on it being better or worse than Domino's. <laughs> like, you're really putting me on the spot here. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think you're not playing the odds right, but... I'm probably not. I just don't like trying to... Confirming that you have point. shitty pizza. And also oh they give God, me points. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> I get free pizzas from them if I order 60. <laughs> no, it's not 60, it's... <laughs> when you get 60 pizzas? <laughs> no, it's, you... it's six. Six. It's like ten. Every, every order over $10 gives you like 10 points or whatever. Oh my God. Oh, okay. You need 60 points to get a free pizza. I see, so it's like a, it's like a game. 
you're playing with dominoes. A game <laughs> where win. I buy more dominoes than they always win. Where they <laughs> always win. There are no rules other than you you buy pizzas from us. And you keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dominoes is not not the best pizza, alright? You have to eat six Domino's pizzas to get your free pizza. Like that's not worth it to me. No price is right, you know? Yeah, the, 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 the price is rules. The price is right. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't make the rules. Domino's makes the but rules. No, you do make the rules, though. You make the rules. I'm willing to play the game. 